Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, this is part two of a discussion about leadership. I'm joined by Tanya Moore and Jamie Lang, and so far, none of us are in charge. So, Jamie, I, I think you're a bit, little bit like me. We are sort of brothers from another mother. I, I, I'm very, very comfortable. Like, I like a strong woman. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't care what that says about me. Not in a kind of weak, like, gimp mask, kinky way. I just need yeah. a woman in my life keeping me in line and organising my shit and telling me when... I, for example, Lindsay got with me and she said she's the only person with the courage to say, stop wearing eyeliner, stop doing this, you look like a dick. You're probably losing work. Come on, Lindsay. And she just, she sorted me out. Don't do that, don't do this. These are the fucking rules. Don't mess with them. And she often says yeah. to me, I'm like, I'm going to do this on my social media or I'm going to say yes to this TV programme. My manager doesn't want to do it. And she goes, would Michael McIntyre do it? I'm like, no. She goes, oh, there's your fucking answer then. Why, why are you doing it? You're doing it because you want to show off and you want attention. Is that going to pay the bills? No, boom. And that's me. That's it. A small correction. Yeah, but I think I think you're the same as me. I'm so happy being in that role. And also, I think that you need a strong woman in your life to sort of uh, be the way we are. But also, I think it's because you're probably the same as me that we look for reassurance so much, right? Mm. And so we look for reassurance of whatever we do. And when you look for reassurance in everything you do, it comes from your partner. And that automatically almost makes you a bit more vulnerable because you realize how actually insecure we are. And so therefore, someone has to take the trousers because if you were both that vulnerable with each other, then it wouldn't really work. Do you think? I, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yes. They, those relationships become toxic. I've seen them. You know, I hate myself. I hate myself too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that, in that respect, yes. yes I yes. need but reassuring. If you're both po- yeah, but if you can't. reassuring. Well, that's different. But you have to feel good in yourself to positively yeah. reassure. And you're not going to believe yes. the reassurance coming off someone who doesn't believe in himself. And you sort of get into that. And we've all got friends where they're in that sort of negative, depressive spiral. They should never have got together. Do you think there's, a, again, yes. very controversial what I'm going to say here, Tanya, that it could be genetic. So my, if we start with animals, for example, I'm big into my cats and, and dogs. Within a few days of cats being born clearly genetically regardless of the size of that kitten there are leaders and there are followers Mm. every species on the planet definitely in primates of which we are i know it's uncomfortable to admit we are fucking animals we are apes we are so close to apes it's ridiculous and it's not controversial to say that some genetically carry that leadership role i'm wondering whether some of us just aren't cut out 
literally are not, are not manufactured to lead. I'm an awful leader. When I'm in charge, <laughs> I either turn into Mariah Carey and just want doves and speak to everyone like shit, or I fall, or I fall apart and can't organise. Yeah. But if Jamie's in charge, I go, Russell, you're, it's really creative and funny. Give me some funny biscuit ideas you've got to. And I'd be like, yes, mate, I'd be the best asset on your team. Put me in charge of McVitie's Essex and you're fucked. <laughs> I, by the way, just on Mariah Carey, apparently Mariah Carey always wants black loo paper. Really? Apparently always wants it. Why would always. you want loo paper where you cannot tell whether the I job know. is complete? I know. I know. It doesn't That's make really, sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Is that for real? Apparently, That's like farting night. with a peg on your nose. It's dangerous <laughs> behaviour. <laughs> You've got, to, you've got to keep wiping to see. You've exactly. Thank you, Jamie. To see. But do you agree that some of us, we've all got traits. You can see it like my, my daughter now, she's five, and you can see already at school the extroverts, the introverts, the leaders, the followers. Really? So, can you see that already? You can see it so early. My nephew's three. You can see it in nursery. You can see the kids who are like, oh, I want to come and give you a hug and I want to look after you. And then you can see the kids who sit down and just cry wait to be looked after. You can see it real early. They did a test where um, they basically want to understand what creates alpha males, right? So that's the the alpha, the alpha person, right? Not even alpha males, just alpha people. And so what they did is they, uh, typically what happens in a room is you get uh, someone who's the alpha male, someone who's the joker, someone who's the right-hand man, and people fall into these roles automatically. Yeah. And so they went around, they put them all, they got all these groups together and saw who were the alpha people in the groups. And so then what they did is they got all of the alpha people and put them in a group together to see what would happen. And what happened was is the same thing. Huh? One person became the alpha, one became the joker. Everyone no found way. Place again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where's so that, it, Jamie? Is that a study or I something? can't remember. It's a study. It's a really interesting study. We'll try and find that out for the text yeah. underneath the podcast because that sounds absolutely fantastic. It's, it's fascinating and it's a point that it doesn't matter where you go in life, there will always be someone who's a leader and you will fall typically into the role that you find yourself in. And sometimes you may become a leader, but actually... It it sort of it just changes throughout the whole time, but yeah, that's always, always, always. If you put two alphas, I've never seen that, but I have a similar outlook when we go on stage. Russell, there's always going to be one person who's an arsehole. There's always going to be one person who's really loud laugh. Wait a minute, it was only us two in the show last night. No, I'm in the audience. audience. Oh, thank God, I panicked then. I panicked. I was like, oh my God, was I the (laughs) arsehole? No, but isn't it interesting what Jamie says? Now, we're going to go off topic here slightly, but I must in that sort of you walk into the room and it presents you the leader is because as funny people as all three of us are, sometimes you walk into the room, you think, oh, my God, I'm not the joker in this group. And as someone, I'm obviously that's the role I'm most comfortable in is joking. Now, you can, in my opinion, Jay, form joker alliances and go into like naughty corner and be nudging each other. That happened with me and Joanne McNally the other week. We decided we were the jokers. And we're sort of disrupting a meeting and we, we took that role together. So I think you can form joker alliances. That's but that, amazing but that if that sinking happens, panic as you feel yourself becoming more serious and go, oh my God, I'm not, where, which role the am joker. I drifting? Not the leader. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have that though? It's so true. That's crazy. And for me for so long, because I would say typically I'm the one who becomes the joker. And then what happened was I played that role so much. And so then every single time I went into room, I would I play this role the entire time. But then you meet people that it doesn't quite work. And that for ages, 
made me so self-conscious because I was telling like, wait, hang on a second. I'm not always good, but it's okay to not yeah. always be. Yeah. But when you make alliances, that's amazing. If you can yeah. do that. That's a good, that is a good way to end this bit. Look for alliances rather than conflicts yeah. and trying to fit into a role. Okay, so I think we've established that anyone can wear the trousers. It might be genetic. It might depend. Uh, Tanya has argued who you're with. That might bring out different traits in you. Uh, and we've all had experiences of being the less dominant and more dominant partner. Fair enough. I think it changes slightly when we talk about dating, i.e. the initial parts of a relationship. Because sadly, at time of recording, late summer 2021, men are still expected to take the lead. If me and Jamie were sat single in the bar, almost inconceivable as an idea, as we know we'd be covered in giel within minutes. But just for an experiment, let's say we are sat there in the bar with no female attention it stretches i know it stretches the imagination that is mad and we look across and there's at the table with two girls and they're sort of doing the the laughing the signaling it would still be expected and i'm disgusted to say this that we would walk across it would be it would be more normal it would be more usual for us to take that lead once we got there it would probably be more expected that we would buy the first drink. Once we bought the first drink, it would probably be expected that one of the boys would say, hey, we're coming. do you want to come back to ours for a, you know, an extra drink? And, and so on and so on until you find yourself whenever that first sexual encounter takes place with someone, even if it's someone you end up falling in love with, that you have made that first move and that first kiss. Now, I know I'm making massive generalisations and loads of girls lean in for the first kiss and loads of girls make the first move. I'm not saying that, ladies. I'm just saying okay. the general trend is men. Till we end up in a position, ladies where I suppose women are less confident to say what they want in the bedroom because the whole process has been first step man, first step man, first step man, until we end up with sexually frustrated females and egotistical lover men. What the fuck is going on there? I think that's definitely um, what we would say. I would say for our age group, going backwards, that's definitely what it was. But I find these young girls now are just coming out the box and they're just being a little bit different with it. I, on the other hand, I think for me, how I operate is if I ask you out on a date, then it's for me to take care of the bill because I've interrupted your day. However, if you ask me out on a date, then it's for you to take care of the bill because you've interrupted my day. If you didn't tell me to come out my house, I'd be at home not spending money. You've just cleared up because we've had this debate countless times about who pays the bill. This, yeah. is, this is an excellent etiquette rule for people. The asker outer pays the bill. Pays the bill. Boom, solved forever. That's a great thing. <laughs> Then that it's not sexist. A, it's just it's, a logistical fact. It's just yeah. But tell me, would you? Okay, hang on. If you if you were asked on a date and the guy said, "I want to pay the bill," at the end, would you be offended or would you like it? No, it's not that I like it. But if he asks me out, so well, you I, asked he, him out. Say you asked him out. And he refused yeah. to let you pay the bill. Yeah. No, I've had men like that, and I don't mind that because you can pay the dinner bill, but then I'll force us to go for drinks, and I'll I'll get rounds there. There's ways around because it could be seen as a like... power move, couldn't it? It could be seen as a leadership move. It's like I'm. But some control. men like culturally, that's a thing for them, and it it really it really messes with them inside if they don't pay for the bill. And I'm not trying to like give you mental health problems. No. <laughs> like if you want to pay the bill, pay the bill, sir. But I'll always find a way around it. I don't think we should make like be upset if if men really want to pay the bill. Sometimes people have their own. Oh, what's the word? Their own things to live up to. They have their own yeah. things inside. Blueprint. They have know? their own blueprint, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's got nothing to do with you. And with men, nine times out of ten, it's got nothing to do with you, ladies. It's definitely about how they're feeling inside. So I've had that. I've had that scenario where men are like, you know, no, I have to pay the bill. Please, I have to. And I'm like, well, go ahead, pay the bill but, then. But also, okay, this could be really rogue. But is it? Is it? So psychologically speaking, 
men like pretty things. That they're like magpies, right? They like pretty things. And women, what they actually like is a sense of security. So yeah. they like a man who is going to be a good father, provide you know, all these different things, right? And that's yeah. the sort of difference between the two. So when men go on a date with a a woman, I would suggest that most men, when they ask them on a date, they're looking to get laid at the end of the night, right? That's what they want to do. And, I've, and I've, I've, never, I've never gone on a date hoping I don't get laid. That's <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, never. I've never gone, <laughs> uh, I really want to take this girl for pizza. I hope she doesn't try and fuck me at the end because it would really spoil the atmosphere. Oh God, I'm going to make her wait for the third date. I mean, that has never it ever was crossed so my mind. so awkward at the end because she said she just wanted to suck me off and I just felt so objective. <laughs> <laughs> so is it where is it? I'm where not men... laughing at this. <laughs> it's true. It's true, right? And so is it where when women go on a date, I would assume they're more sort of analysing the individual. Okay, is he a good guy? Is he going to be this? Is he going to be that? You know, that's sort of when you go on a date with someone. Men are just going shit. Can I, am I going to get laid tonight? And so is it more? Is it more where it's like okay, I'm trying to. Not saying it's a transactional thing, but it's yeah. do you, Russell. Help me out here. You know no, what I'm trying to say, babes. No matter yeah. how you say it, it's going to sound. No, it's going to sound like, it. sound like it. men are childishly goal oriented. Men are childishly goal oriented, yeah. like like a yeah. toddler reaching for a piece of fruit, yeah, and that's so, the way so men, men remain till they die. And so men have that thing. So men will just go, okay. So, but if I if I pay for this, therefore my outcome is. Is less bad because actually I've provided for something so that. Yeah, I think I mean? it's, a, it's close yeah. to heart. What we're talking about it's a leadership, patriarchal ownership of the situation. I think it's a power move. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. But what do you yeah. think about the, the other thing I said, Tanya, that... Because there's lots of lads listen to this and the era we find ourselves in... 
and you get slated for saying this, but I've, I, I don't apologise for trying to provide clarification when we talk about um, consent and when to make the first move. I don't think we can talk about it too much. So don't get offended that I'm discussing consent. Be glad that I'm discussing it because it's not fucking spoken about, frankly, enough. Great. You've got some younger men coming through now. They might be 22, 23. A lot of young men listen to this. They might be scared to lean in for that first kiss. Right. For loads of reasons, not consent based, but humiliating themselves or not sure if the girl likes them or are we in an era of feminism where you need to wait for more signals from the girl first. And this situation is a mess. Yet we still find ourselves in a situation where the bloke's supposed to start snogging first. What the fuck's going on, Tanya? Should if you've been out on a girl and you think she likes you, you just lean in for a snog. Tell us what to do. I say yes. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of feminists in the world right now that are going to find me and follow me and start riots. But I say yes. I think, but it goes both ways. Like if you're in a moment and you feel it's right to give a lean in, man or woman, lean the fuck in, bruv. Yeah. If, like if, why would you if it's, not? If it's a slow lean with a slow mouth opening, like a, an eye closed, <laughs> I'm demonstrating it now, listener. <laughs> I mean, it's there's plenty of time for any confusion to be avoided from the woman yeah. or man who's being lent into. There's yeah. plenty of time for a Hugh Grant. And it doesn't God, make no. you a, a predator, a sexual predator, if you're on a date with somebody who you like and you're feeling some feels and you want to advance the situation. It doesn't. Now, if you lean in with a penis, might be a problem. Obviously, yeah. But if you lean in for a kiss... If you're already in the house a, as well. All, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're in a park. <laughs> but, if you lean in for a kiss because you're in a zone, that should be fine. But, Jamie, do you agree? I mean, still now... It, it's rare, isn't it? It's the girl that does that initial move, and I yeah. find that I find that depressive. If I That's want feminism to, to solve it, solve I, it, feminism. Solve <laughs> I've that never shit. had it. No. Have you ever had it when you were single? That girl has leaned in to kiss you. I've never. No, I've, I've had a few confident women, Lindsay yeah. included, that have taken the initiative and like sent the first text message or like, come on, let's go out for a drink. I've experienced that a few times. Yeah. I don't know if that's because of what I do for, for a living, because I had no female attention at all, followed by too much. <laughs> I never had an in-between period. It's like wanking Dungeons and Dragons playing virgin nerd. <laughs> Followed by Shabaranks with nothing in between. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the United Nations of Girl. Um, But so. Not (laughs) Shabaranks! It's not just the literal Mr. Loverman. But so, but I've never had the first lean in. So for, no. I, you can't get much more forthright than, than my wife, Lindsay. So Lindsay, we sort of, she was in the front row of my gig. I sent a stalky text message, basically, to anyone know the front girl of the gig. She replied, follow, follow. And we started DMing. After two DMs, she fucking phones for a manual phone call. Who does that? Come no. on, but Lindsay. She's like, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing this. We're not teenagers. Let's go out. Boom. So all the signs were there. This is a woman of a different class of leadership. Come on. That's amazing. I love that. But once we're on the date, the normal rules applied. I will never forget it. We'd been out for a nice meal. It'd gone on for hours, you know, hours and hours of talking, like a North Korea, South Korea standoff. No one wants to do the first leaning. It's clearly on. And we've, we've met at 7pm. It's probably about 11pm now, talking, looking nice. into each other's eyes, signal, signal. No, if I had not done it, we'd have gone home with no snog. I still had to yeah. do the leaning and snog. That depresses yeah. me. Well, do you know what? I feel like, yes, she'd done all the work up until that point. Do but something. It's, but it's overall, it's, it's, you know, but what I mean is that is the trend <laughs> overall still. Yeah. Why can't okay. we live in a world where it's 50-50? So, and because what I'm saying is the consequence for, of that, ladies, is 
first kiss, probably follows by the first sexual move, probably follows mm. by men in the bedroom being more forthright with their needs and desires and the kinks and what turns them on. And before you know it, we're still in 2021, got a load of women that aren't blowing their biscuits in the bedroom and aren't stating what their sexual needs are and preferences, right? Yeah. That's the end result of a leadership yeah. in the bedroom by men. That's where we find us. I'll be honest with you, I just thought about Aline and thought about taking it first and I just thought there was a shudder at the rejection. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, I was this like, is oh, where we God, are. no, 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 no. Oh. And this is where we come to the crux of what we're talking about. The yeah. leader takes the risk. How long did it take you, Russell, to, to turn the lights on to have sex with your wife? It took me ages. <laughs> what, for it to get permission from her? To have sex with the lights on? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have always demand, even if it's the initial session, of which there were quite a few when I was single, I demand a low-level lamp. To me, sex in the dark is completely pointless. What is the point yeah. of sex in the dark? I, want, yeah. I, got, I agree. How am I going to have a memory wank tomorrow if I've not seen anything? I'm not. That, I'm sorry, that's what it boils it's down to. It's so true. It's so true. It's I, so I, true. I, what I, am I going to do? No matter how many times I poop, I always get on the train, no, I, and the train ends up somewhere else. No, but it's, I don't know whether women are the same, but men are very, men are very visual. So if I'm having a sexual experience with a woman who I'm incredibly attracted to, I want to be able to, I would like to remember it. That's not yeah, perfect, yeah, yeah. is it? To remember someone you're, so what are you going to do? Remember that, oh, the duvet, oh, the fe- the tog was so amazing. I'm going to remember how it felt. What the tog? <laughs> But there is something now that I gave a talk at a school the other day and <laughs> quite weird. And I was talking to the guy and he said there's now a forum that can people go on. Firstly, so if a guy asks a girl on a date and they say no, you're now not allowed to pursue them. You, if they say no, sorry, you can't pursue it. I would have been fucked. Hold on, I'm wait, 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 You're wait, not wait, to pursue. wait. Yeah. You ask a girl out on a date and she says no. She says no. When you say pursue, you don't mean like physically <laughs> chase with a mask <laughs> yeah, on or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not, yeah. yeah, You're not, yeah like, you won't get away that easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're yeah. not allowed to go <laughs> and try again. Start the ice cream van up, Spencer. <laughs> No, no. Oh, you're you mean you may yeah. make repeated inquiries? Well, that's the whole of romantic literature. That's Mr. Darcy and and uh, Elizabeth Bennet, for God's sake, Pride and Prejudice. And then you take out the whole concept of courting, right? But you're not allowed to now. So I think if you've done it once and yeah. then she says no, you're allowed. I'd say a few more times. But if she's consecutively like, sir, no. Get the hint, sir. If someone but, says to me, sir, you know you're in the wrong place. If they yeah. go, sir, no, you go, okay, this is not. <laughs> yeah. I, I just go, <laughs> if they say, sir, Jamie says, it's okay then, back to the kitchens. It was worth a try. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Jamie? I've, I've just seen the time and I don't want to finish without talking about culture. I don't know what all of our cultural backgrounds, what well, we do know, I come from I come from a working class, council estate quite matriarchal environment. Jamie comes from a more well-to-do, um, very English environment. I don't know your cultural environment, Tanya, but I'm, I'm intrigued to learn because there are definitely some cultures around the world. For example, my producer, Raymond, was telling me in Ghanaian culture that the men would definitely take more of a, a laid-back approach with the and the family. So that it would even in, yes. in a house where the man, man and woman is present, mum and dad are there, it's a matriarchal thing that goes down. Whereas my matriarchal experience is because the men aren't there. <laughs> so it's a lot of mums. Same, same. It's a lot yeah, of mums yeah, and nans and aunties. Well, it's kind of similar for me, uh, I guess. Uh, I'm Jamaican, so I'm first gen. And yeah, women take over in the household. 
definitely. And the men just get told what to do. So even in um, houses where it's undivorced and the dad's present, it would still be a matriarchal structure. One thousand percent. It's interesting. And what 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 about out in the shires, Langers? Uh, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same as you guys. I have my parents divorced, and so my mum was the one who like, and I was I had older sisters and things like that, and so I was matriarchal because my mum and sisters were around. And that's right. what kind of happened. But culturally, I think in the UK, we still got this thing where we're old school, where we're not sort of... But I mean, I mean, particularly sort of like in, in more elite British circles, I'm not trying to fuck about here, it's that sort of quiet, powerful male figure at the back. You see it all the way through yeah. history, the dad with his newspaper deciding who goes to what school, what builds... You know, he runs things from behind the Daily Telegraph. And I'm not yeah. sure that's gone anywhere. No, it, it hasn't gone anywhere. I have I have friends of mine, and uh, you know my friends. My dad's a bit more kind of like liberal and things like that, but my stepfather's are like that. But I have lots of friends. I have friends who I remember at school. I went to boarding school at the age of eight, and when the dad used to turn up, they used to shake hands with the dad. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds like something from the nineteenth century. <laughs> it's wild yeah. scene. Isn't that crazy? And I remember, I remember yeah. a few people. Like I would say, I remember six people, seven people, maybe, and their dads turn up and they would shake hands with their dad. I mean, that's the ultimate leadership. That that's yeah. showing someone is the boss. Just yeah. what you do with your boss's hand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And also there were things like, so my, my stepfather had it. He used to tell me that he he would get dressed by the nanny and then every single day he would go down in his pyjamas and say goodnight to his parents and then be taken off to bed again. And that's what it was. And they wouldn't hunk his, they would say good, goodnight. You immediately had a complete sort of hierarchy existence that yeah. your parents were not your equals. They were your, you know, your leaders. But you can have that without having the formality that. and the coldness yeah because yeah, I'm, I'm guessing the jamaican yeah. setup that from from what i've seen i watched a brilliant parenting program with anita rani where they were comparing different parenting yeah. styles and from what i gather african and caribbean parents they're definitely not your mates when you're hanging out at home they're definitely your leaders and there's definite hierarchy but there's a, there's a warmth mixed with it whereas yes. english parenting can have that coldness like for example russell if i had the five-year-old with you, my five-year-old would call everybody over 16 auntie or uncle because you just that can't hurt, have a five-year-year-old hurt the rocking shit up. <laughs> you just can't have them rocking up and being like, you right, Russ? It's just not on. It's not on. It has to be auntie and uncle until they become of age. Well, uh, sadly, I am the leader of this show today, which means I have to say it's time up. Thank you very much for joining me, uh, Jamie Lang and Tanya Moore, talking about leadership. What a fascinating chat it's been. Please do subscribe to Man Baggage if you happen to be here as fans of uh, either of today's guests. Leave a review and own it. Own that review. Otherwise, uh, you don't lead anything and you're a pussy old. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.